Listen to all of Mariah Carey's greatest Christmas songs, including All I Want for Christmas is You and Oh Santa. Just ask, hey Siri, play Mariah Carey's Christmas playlist. When your furnace or air conditioner stops working, you can always rely on Atlas Butler to get it up and running the same day. So why not depend on Atlas Butler for all your plumbing needs? One call does it all. You would think that after doing this, this podcast, opening for this podcast for the past nine months, I would actually know how to do a proper opening. And in all honesty, I still don't. I'm Carissa. And I'll tell you what I'm the host of. This fuckery and a whole bunch of shenanigans. Welcome to a brand new episode of Beauty Unlocked. Are you ready? appropriate for us as a message um then the only song i can really kind of think of hey friends how's it going can you believe that we're five days away from the end of november Uh, Yes, I am recording this on the 25th. Hi, howdy, hi. (laughs) But I cannot believe how fast November flew. This whole year, I know most of it was spent in lockdown, but seriously, it just, it just, it blows my mind away (laughs) that we're at the end of November. But I'm super excited as well. You know why? Because that means in December, we get ready for our special December Creepmas episodes. So I do believe that for the past week, I've been pushing advertising um, through various social media platforms. So if you're not following us, you should be. Um, Advertising our Creepmas episodes. I'm really super excited. I'm not going to tell you what it's all about. You're just going to have to go and check out social media. So follow us on Facebook, Beauty Unlock the Podcast. On Instagram, the family is almost at 600 followers. And so follow us there because I do update regularly. I I pretty much post almost daily, I would say, on um, Instagram. So Beauty Unlocked Podcast. Um, that's where you can find us and follow us on YouTube. You get to see those videos there too. Beauty Unlocked, the podcast. We're there. We're pretty much everywhere. We're, we're popping up here, there, just everywhere. So follow us and you get to see some, well, what's happening in December, what I have in store for you guys. I'm super excited and I'm rubbing my hands and I'm like, ha 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 ha, yes. So because I'll be bringing you these special Creepmas episodes, this is the last episode or full episode, I should say, of this year because December is just Creepmas, Creepmas, Creepmas. And we're not going to do a full episode until January 2021. Holy shit. (laughs) I can't believe it. Seriously. I hope you've been enjoying this month's episodes. Uh, Last episode, we discussed diet culture or the toxicity of diet culture. And as you can hear from the tone of my voice, I'm not a fan of diet culture, even though I was in a vicious cycle of diet culture. I'm no longer in that because I'm sick and tired of this fucking roller coaster ride of toxicity. And I'm just like, fucking take myself out of that. 
And so that was what last week's episode was about. Not like, you know, about me, me, me. But I mean, in the sense of the toxicity of diet culture as a whole. And before that, we did, of course, a bonus episode because it was a while since I dropped a bonus episode. And it was all about kinks and fetishes. And um, a lot of you tuned in. So thank you a lot for that. (laughs) And the previous episode um, was, well, the previous episode, like the episode before the bonus episode was hip dips. And we discussed hip dips and how it wasn't a problem until somebody decided that it, you know, was a point uh, problem to point out, apparently. And then we again fell into this thing of self-loathing and not understanding why we have hip dips and falling into, again, this very toxic way of thinking that there's something wrong with our bodies. There is nothing wrong with our bodies, just to let you know. Today... Today I have a special episode and it's going to be all about health at every size, Um, the health at every size uh, movement, which I just like found out about when I was researching for um, diet culture, the episode about diet culture. And I was like, what's what's this? How did I not know about this? So today I'm going to talk to you about health at every size. Um, We're going to see we're going to see what it's all about. And take it from there. So before getting into the meat of health at every size, I found, of course, as always, tons of articles and I narrowed it down. But one of the things that I wanted to to kind of discuss before we got into what um, the health at every size movement um, is, I came across this article on nationaleatingdisorders.org and it was size diversity and health at every size. And... It's, uh, they have like a, a, an amazing uh, website, Netta. Um, I think I'll be put, posting the links as always, you know, throughout social media. Um, so you can check it out as well. But before we got into like the whole meat of what health at every size, like I mentioned before, um, movement was, I wanted to actually talk about understand, like understanding size diversity. Again, fumbling, stumbling, mumbling around. <laughs> Oh, Lord. (laughs) So one of the things that they uh, put on um, their website was each person's genetic inheritance influences their bone structure, body size, shape and weight differently. We should appreciate those differences, encourage healthy behaviors and treat everybody with respect. So your ideal, and this is in air quotes, your ideal body weight is the weight that allows you to feel strong and energetic and lets you lead a healthy, normal life. Your body can be healthy across a wide range of weights. When searching for your ideal weight, charts, formulas, and tables may be misleading and should only be used under the guidance of a qualified expert. And we're going to actually get into the BMI chart, which is basically for me, I mean, it's the body mass index chart, but for me, it's the bullshit, um, the bullshit chart, really. But anyway, so one of the things that we have to do is avoid comparing um, our body with that of your friends' bodies or the people you see in advertisements or TV shows. If you do compare yourself to others, try to remember that we are all naturally different, which means we all have special qualities. So again, remember that ev- each and every person's body is going to be different um, because the genetic inheritance influences our bone structure, body size, shape, and weight. Um, We need to also come to terms that everybody is different. 
And it's important to remember that everybody is different, like mentioned before. We all have different genetic and cultural traits. Even if everyone started eating the same things, and this I think I mentioned in the previous episode, but even if everyone started eating the same things and did the same amount of exercise for a whole year, we wouldn't all look the same. This, this is the truth. This is because each person's genetic inheritance influences their bone, like mentioned again, their bone structure, body size, shape, and weight differently. So regardless of if we're exercising the same amount, whether it be five times a week, six, seven times a week, hopefully none of you are exercising seven times a week because your body does need rest. Um, and if we were eating the same way, our bodies would still be different. We need to also like bring up the issue of weight stigma. So weight stigma, also known as weight bias or weight-based discrimination, is discrimination or stereotyping based on a person's weight. Weight stigma can increase body dissatisfaction, a leading risk factor in the development of eating disorders. The best-known environmental contributor to the development of eating disorders is the socio-cultural idealization of thinness, this thin ideal that our society pushes on us saying that if you are thin or if you do lose weight and, you know, you lose weight and you look like everyone else have the same weight of I don't know how many kilos and whatnot, regardless of your height and and your genetic build and everything, you'll be happy. You'll be healthy. It's quite frankly, it's bullshit. We know it. It's bullshit. Um, So we see it everywhere, this thin ideal. And I, I mentioned also in a, another episode, I don't remember if it was episode 15 or 16, I did talk about thin privilege. Um, but in all reality, it doesn't matter what size you are. There are thin people out there that are also not happy and certainly not healthy. So at the end of the day, regardless of your weight, shape or size, it's not a contributing factor of whether you're healthy or happy. <laughs> All right, so let's get to the meat of it. What is health at every size? We're going to look at the approach and the principles. And I found this on ASDA.org. And ASDA stands for Association for Size, Diversity, and Health. And like I mentioned before, I'll be adding the link to the website. So the health at every size approach. The war on obesity has resulted in significant harm to individuals across the size spectrum both physically and emotionally slash socially, through declination of healthcare coverage, denial of routine health screening procedures, and increased stigmatization. Measures of body weight slash size do not accurately reflect an individual's health status and often lead to ineffective interventions rather than efforts that enhance health and wellness. So HAES, the health at every size approach, is a continuously evolving alternative to the weight-centered approach to treating clients and patients of all sizes. It is also a movement working to promote size acceptance, to end weight discrimination, and to lessen the cultural obsession with weight loss and thinness. The HAES approach promotes balanced eating, life-enhancing physical activity, and respect for the diversity of body shapes and sizes. All right, so the principles. So the Association for Size, Diversity, and Health, or ASDA, affirms a holistic definition of health, which cannot be characterized as simply the absence of physical or mental illness, uh, limitation, or disease. Rather, health exists on a continuum that varies with time and circumstance for each individual. Health should be conceived as a resource or capacity available to all, regardless of health condition 
or ability level, and not as an outcome or objective of living. Pursuing health is neither a moral imperative nor an individual obligation, and health status should never be used to judge, oppress, or determine the value of an individual. Unfortunately, the society that we live in values people and measures people's value or worth by their weight and by their appearance. <sighs> so the framing for um, a uh, sorry for uh, HAES approach comes out of discussions among healthcare workers, consumers, and activists who reject both the use of weight, size, or BMI, and we're going to talk about BMI as proxies for health and the myth that weight is a choice. I don't even know how we got to this myth that weight is a choice, but anyway. So um, health at every size model is an approach to both policy and individual decision making. It addresses broad forces that support health, such as safe and affordable access. It also helps people find sustainable practices that support individual and community well-being. The approach honors the healing power of social connections, evolves in response to the experiences and needs of a diverse community, and grounds itself in a social justice framework. So we're going to go back a bit to this bullshit mass index. Um, <laughs> that honestly, oh my God, I think we all have like experiences with BMI. Um, but I'm going to talk about the invention, just a brief history. And this article was actually fascinating um what was the article's name sorry it's like the bizarre and racist history of the bmi um it was from elemental.medium.com and i'm going to again post the link so you guys can read the whole article but i i just took snippets of it um so bmi was invented nearly 200 years ago and its creator adolf quetelet was an academic whose studies included astronomy, mathematics, statistics, and sociology. Um, he was Belgian, by the way. Notably, Quetelet was not a physician, nor did he study medicine. He was best known for his sociological work um, aimed at identifying the characteristics of l'homme moyen, so the average man, whom, to Quetelet, represented a social ideal. So um, what he believed was that um, Quitla believed that the mathematical mean of a population was its ideal, and his desire to prove it resulted in the invention of BMI, a way of quantifying le moyen's weight, so the average man's weight. So initially called Quitlet's Index, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his last name, but it doesn't really matter. So Quitlet derived the formula based solely on the size and measurements, and listen to this, of French and Scottish participants. Mm -hmm. That is, the index was devised exclusively by and for white Western Europeans. By the turn of the next century, Quitlet's Le Moyen would be used as a measurement of fitness to parent and as a scientific justification of eugenics. I think many people are aware of what eugenics was and how it's also been used in the 20th, 20th century, not only by the National Nationalist Socialist Party in Germany or Nazis as we know them, and also in the States. But basically, eugenics is the systematic sterilization of disabled people, autistic people, immigrants, poor people, and people of color. In the United States, it was also used a lot um, against 
the indigenous or Native American population against people of color as well, uh, against the Latino or Latina community. And yeah, pretty much. So mm -hmm, scientific justification for eugenics. Ya cunts. Fuck you all. Anyway, I'm not going to get rattled. I am rattled, but I'm not going to get into it because I just, I can't. Anyway, so he was uh, quitlet over here. He was clear about one aspect of BMI. Listen to this. It was never intended as a measure of indi individual body fat, build, or health. It was never intended to be used as such. For its inventor, BMI was a way of measuring populations, not individuals. And it was designed for the purposes of statistics, not individual health. Also, we have to remember that weight wasn't considered a primary indicator of health until the early 20th century when U.S. life insurance companies began to compile tables of height and weight for the purposes of determining what to charge prospective policyholders. So that was actually quite an interesting fact. But um, when I saw this article, I was like, oh, I have to share the link so uh, so that everyone can can read the rest of the articles. Quite an interesting article. Um, well worth the read. It will take maybe, maybe like three, four minutes to read, but it, it really is an eye-opener. So remember that that BMI, um, the body mass indicator charts and, and calculation and whatnot, was never intended as a measure of individual body fat, build, or health. And even for its inventor, Quetlet, quit quit uh, it was a way of measuring populations and not individuals. Always remember that and don't rely too much on the BMI um, scale. Going back to the health at every size approach, there are five main principles, and I'm going to read them to you. The first one being weight inclusivity. Accept and respect the inherent diversity of body shapes and sizes and reject the idolizing or pathologizing of specific weights. We come to the second one, which is health enhancement. So support health policies that improve and equalize access to information and services and personal practices that improve human well-being including attention to individual physical, economic, social, spiritual, emotional, and other needs. We come to the third principle, which is eating for well-being. So promote flexible, individualized eating based on hunger, satiety, nutritional needs, and pleasure, rather than any externally regulated eating plan focused on weight control. Respectful care. Acknowledge our biases and work to end weight discrimination, weight stigma, and white weight bias. Who today I'm having some troubles at this point reading. <laughs> Provide information and services from an understanding that socioeconomic status, race, gender, sexual orientation, age, and other identities impact weight stigma and support environments that address these inequities. And the last principle is life-enhancing movement. Support physical activities that allow people of all sizes, abilities, and interests to engage in enjoyable movement to the degree that they choose. So that's the health at every size approach, its principles. We also mentioned the BMI, the body mass indicator calculating, how it calculates, although it's it's not really, it, it, it wasn't invented to calculate individual weight, um, but the population's weight. Um, apart from many other things about BMI, which I will be adding onto social media, the links so that you can read the articles. I found a very interesting article that I won't be mentioning um, today, but it was written by um, Louise Green. Um, it was written for self.com. 
And the article is entitled, Here's How the Health at Every Size Movement Made Me a Better Trainer. It's Totally Changed My Relationship with Fitness. Um, I'm going to put I'm going to put this link up also so that you can uh, read about her journey and how it has made her by adopting the health at every size um, approach helped her um, and her relationship, not only, you know, with fitness, but with her body as well. Um, very interesting. I have to find another adjective. Stop using the word in- interesting, Carissa. What is it with me? Seriously. Uh, it's the end of November. I'm telling you, it's it's winter. This is the time I'm thriving. But for some reason today, I'm like, whew, I'm, I'm, I'm all over the place. Seriously. This month's bloopers for Patreon, I'm telling you, or for patrons of Beauty Unlocked, they're, they're going to have an earful because honestly, throughout the whole month when I've been recording, I made so many mistakes, so many mistakes. I'm just I'm just being real and raw with you. I mean, this is this is this is my life as a podcaster making a fuck ton of mistakes. So I highly recommend that you check out the health at every size um, movement and the approach. Like I said, I'll be adding all the links to all these articles, including the BMI um, article onto social media um my thoughts is let me tell you something don't let society bully you and pressure you to be thin don't let anyone pressure you to be thin by them saying well you're gonna be healthier and happier and you know make tons of money and whatnot by being thin it's bullshit Don't forget that the health and wellness industry is a $66 billion industry. And when I talk about health and wellness industry, whether it be from diet, any kind of diet that people are promoting, there's so many out there, I don't even know, to anything where it says, and lose weight, you'll lose weight if you put this patch on or if you drink this tea or any of that kind of bullshit, please, please, like, remember that they they profit from our hatred of ourselves. You are not a flawed individual. They made you believe that you are a flawed individual. You are not flawed. Any kind of program, any kind of, whether you you practice body positivity, maybe, you know, maybe it, it, it works for some people. It might not work for everyone. Try to practice body neutrality. If that doesn't work, look at different approaches. Do the research. Inform and educate yourselves. Listen to what your body needs and wants. I believe in the mind-body-soul connection. If there is an imbalance in one of them, then all of them. There's an imbalance in in all of them. Um, The most important thing for health is to take into consideration that health is not about the weight that you are, but it's about your mental health as well. And if there's something, an account that makes you feel like shit or a diet that you're on that makes you feel like shit, then it's it's not worth it. It's not worth the mental torture that you're putting yourself through. Remember that we're all absolutely beautiful and we have our strengths and we have our weaknesses and we're all unique individuals um don't fall for the lies that society is feeding you please don't it took me years and it's still i'm not i'm not going to say that i've i've uh, cracked this code and like some days i don't feel something or whatnot but i understand when i see these advertisements or when i see Certain things, whether it be on social media or wherever, even Pinterest, on YouTube, whatever they're trying to sell me, I'm like, you're trying to profit from me feeling shitty at this exact moment. And I'm not going to fall into that trap because what you're selling me is going to make me feel shitty because that's not what my body needs. And guess what? I either 
unfollow or I push, you know, you can have the option of when you see an ad that if you want to see the ad again and you can say, no, I don't, you know, so unfollow accounts that make you feel shitty. Don't do diets that make you feel shitty. Check other approaches whether it be the health at every size movement, whatever it is, whatever works for you, works for you. Um, but don't let society bully you into saying that you're not beautiful. You are beautiful and you are unique. Remember this. I forgot which account I follow um, via Beauty Unlocked, um, but it was a it was a, a cartoon, like a, a, a picture. And it was of uh, a woman in a bikini uh, cartoon. Uh, drawing of a woman in a bikini and it said we are not born hating ourselves we are taught this and it's so damn true it's so damn true um but one of the quotes that i actually found that really struck me today actually it was um if you listen to your body when it whispers you won't have to hear it scream you got to create healthy habits not restrictions these things really like you know um touched me today and I'm like that's so goddamn true um for me materialistic things are of no matter of course I I want certain things and whatnot but does it make me happy yeah some, some certain things do the greatest wealth we'll ever have is our health and that encompasses the mind and mind body and soul connection our mental health our mental well-being as well as our physical health, whatever our body shape is. That's the greatest thing for me in wealth is your health. That's the most important. Remember that. And I'm going to leave you all again by repeating this quote. If you listen to your body when it whispers, you won't have to hear it scream. With all that being said, you will be hearing from me in a few days time with our Creepmas episodes I hope you all have a lovely rest of the week and we'll get back to our regular episodes in January. So in the meantime, have a blessed and safe weekend and to everyone who celebrates Thanksgiving, give thanks. I know that this year has been fuck hard on everyone, but there are a lot of when we'll look back at this year there are a lot of positive things that happened and there are many things that we should be grateful and thankful for and one of the things i'm grateful and thankful for is all of you so thank you so much take care and you'll hear from me very very soon bye wow You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So, stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. 
Are you looking for relief or a boost of energy to help you elevate your day? Call 775-800-WELL to talk to our customer experience experts and learn about our cannabis and CBD products. We offer contactless curbside pickup, free delivery, and storefront shopping so we can get exactly what you need effortlessly and as quickly as possible. Order ahead online at sierrawell.com and pay when you pick up or at time of delivery. 